I mean, I don't know how many times sexual dominant people have made me cringe, but I'm on a podcast with Whoa. you three, and it's like every five minutes. So take it back. I will not. No, so I mean part of part of being sexual uh, dominant is like just willing to humiliate yourself and just oh, keep yeah. going. Yeah, that's why I could never date a sexual dominant because I was just constant cringing. And as a three, it's like ugh, nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Are you into me? And <laughs> and and I want to see it somehow. The big hormone enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovich, uh, sexual self president with Five Wing Four Five Eight Trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-pressed sexual nine with one nine seven four trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven sexual self-press with eight five four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I am a self-pressed social three wing four with a three six nine trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Welcome to the Big Hormone Enneagram. We are here today to roast all you lovely butthurt lovers that don't know how to uh, do shit. Yeah, we're going to listen to your calls and tell you how to live your life better and what you're doing wrong. Which is why, probably everything. Why yeah. every type you're, sucks. You're doing it wrong, but I'm I'm very disappointed <laughs> in our listeners. Uh, we put out a love line and uh, some of y'all put some- We're brave enough. Yeah, some of y'all gave and were brave enough. A lot of people were like, I don't know if I'm going to talk to somebody. <laughs> you you know what? We do a love line in the future. You call, all right? None of this bitching and complaining. You call. So really uh, props to those handful who uh, did it. <laughs> and tiny handful. Tiny handful. And we're going to keep doing these in the future, whether we get calls or not. Yeah. Yep. We're just going to wait on all of you. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all think that, like, you know, we're just going to tear into you or not. We think this idea is funny. We're going to keep going with it, whether we get content or not. You know what I mean? And the the thing is, you better give us content. Here's what we're going to do, actually, is we're going to make up stuff and assign it to certain people's names. And we're going to say that you called in and asked this question, even if it wasn't your question. And we're going to get your Instagram handle. (laughs) So you better call. We're threatening you. And your OnlyFans handle. Pathetic. And we're. I can't believe we only got four people. I thought we had better fans in that. Yeah. A couple yeah. months ago, I asked for some uh, reviews on the Apple uh, podcast app for David's voice. Just David's voice. Nobody showed up. So, you know, disgusting. Listeners, really. We did have one person who went back and edited their um, review to say, okay, I want more of David's voice. <laughs> well, and- thank you. For that <laughs> one person, one person, but um, people have been making little comments here and there in DMs or wherever else about David's voice, but no one has actually left a review about. <laughs> oh, you know what? We got a new review. Someone saying, saying, "Oh, the intro slaps." I almost I forgot to post it, but that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we I got like a lot of like oh, I don't know if I should call in, kind of like I got more of that than we got actual call. Jesus. <laughs> I think I think on my voice, we just need to admit that nobody likes me. <laughs> David, you just want us all to now say that we like you, don't you? That's you, it. Yeah. People don't need to like you. That's not why they. That's not why they come to you. Nobody comes to David Gray because they like him. I, I, nobody listens to this podcast because they like us. They're all hate listeners. They're all hating. They're all fucking annoyed with us. And why do every fucking online Facebook group has to complain about us? Like, why? So somebody listens and they're like, why are you checking out? Like, why are these people com- being complained about? And they just join in the cycle of hate. And we're fine with that. We're the hot chick that everybody loves to hate. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. You got to come to us for the goods because no one else has what we have. We got that WAP. <laughs> we got, we got WAP. All right. We got first uh, call is from uh, our beloved Sarah. Yeah, the, and she is the only person that was brave enough to say her name. Oh. Everyone else is anonymous. <laughs> Proud of you, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, but we, can, Sarah. we can call out Sarah's name in a moment of passion. <laughs> My yeah, that's going to really be, that's, that. that's like, that's the tier, like one of the tier of our 
uh, rewards for calling in is first we call out and during orgasm with our partners, uh, <laughs> your name. <laughs> totally unprepared. That's the first then, tier. What's this? What the heck is the second? We're gonna figure that as we go. But uh, that's oh, the God. first tier. Sarah was the first person to call in and leave a love line voicemail. So for that, what? she is honored and God, respected. Damn, damn, you are our her. queen, Sarah. Queen Sarah. Hi, um, my name is Sarah. I was wondering, as a sexual last uh, type who is also a head type, how would you guys suggest I stop being so fucking awkward? Uh, thanks. All right, Queen Sarah. Uh, being sexual blind and head type, don't think about it too much is one of the first things to uh, tackle. It's like sexual energy comes from the body. And the problem is thinking about the body or thinking into the body or thinking about sexual energy, energy in general, like unconsciously, whatever your dominant instinct is, like we sense that we um, are unconsciously sort of like uh, hooked into the signals that are coming from the sensation, uh, the body-based input of those instincts. And so the blind spot, we don't uh, really pay attention to those signals, but they're already there. So uh, somebody who's sexual blind already has the sexual instinct in there. Like, it's not like you're missing a sexual instinct. And that's the thing we always, especially the sexual blind, but all of us have to remember about our blind spot is that it's already there. We just have to start listening to it. And so that often means um, doing practices or whatever that help you uh, not only listen to what your body's feedback is and also prioritize it, but, you know, not come at the body from your dominant center, which in your case, the head center. I feel like you just told someone to just not breathe. <laughs> don't think about it, head type. <laughs> just don't breathe while you're at it. I, I am, my advice is the best advice, okay? Hmm. It's, you don't have to think. My unbiased opinion is you need to get with Emika. That's yeah. the best I mean, advice that I can give you. Getting with you know, Emika is usually just the inevitable. <laughs> Is that Yo, the second tier? It's, second it's, tier is getting with Emika, night with Emika, because you don't have to think he'll just he'll just take care of the whole thing. You won't even know that you have anxiety anymore. Yeah, hey, I was gonna say get with an eight. <laughs> but for they real, I think that's good advice. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Actually, get with an I, eight. I I think I'd be better though. You think? <laughs> that's that's tier three is night with David. <laughs> Tier four because that would be really self-centered of you. Me? Yes. yes. Oh my god. Tier four. Tier four. Night with the four. Tier four. Um. Womp womp. But, I'm something for sixes, y'all. Like it's me. I'm something. Me? For Am sixes. I tier five? I'm gonna be tier five. You're tier five if you declare yourself tier five. Otherwise, you okay, know, fine. no one's I'm tier give five, it to you. bitch. All right. Yeah, tier five. All right, but but for real though. All right, so that's a fair point, Nancy. <laughs> that it's not like saying it's like don't breathe at the same time it's like uh you know working against the habit of the type is like you know it's a, it's work it's a struggle and so part of what i think for sexual blind people you know a lot of times they're very in touch with their sexual blind spot but it's sort of siphoned away or compartmentalized from the rest of their life mm-hmm. um you know like if you've ever dated a sexual blind uh you know it's like oh there it is when you're in private with them. Right. And part of what the challenge is for somebody who is either self-prized or social or social self-prized is to integrate the sexual instinct that they already got into their self-concept, into their day-to-day. And a lot of times the uh, sexual blind person unconsciously feels they're going to be inappropriate or they're going to be alienating to other people. And that's true. Like in some ways, when you are stepping into your sexual instinct, uh, you're attracting and repelling. When somebody is not in touch with their sexual blind spot, uh, a lot of their actions can be impersonal or mechanical or routine in some way. Like there's not that, they're not in their own action. They're not in their own expression. And so uh, part of integrating the blind spot is integrating a part of you that you're not in control of. From the point of view that like uh, the self-prez and social are our instinctual drives that we have a lot more of control over. Like we can adapt to be more appropriate and, and self-prez, it's sort of like we know how to get that shit done. Um, but sexual, you're inviting something a little like that you don't have a bird's eye view over. 
that you're it's a little bit mysterious in the sense that both who we're attracted to how we're attracted and how our attraction is responded to within us is a bit mysterious and it's a bit out of our hands but also like uh what it means to sort of put our personal flavor out there we can't anticipate how people are going to respond to it so it becomes uh like i was thinking about like don't think about it it's like getting into the body allows that to come more naturally and allows that to come more spontaneously. And when you can give up some of the management of it, especially from the head point of view, it's like, you'll start noticing that your sexual instinct is already in the mix. And if you just not like uh, putting a bottle cap on it or, or like, you know, pressing it down, it's got more room to breathe. One thing I will say though, is that being a sexual type or having sexual in your top two instincts doesn't mean like awkwardness goes away. There are plenty mm. of awkward or sexual types who feel awkward, but it just it just means that for them, uh, you know, they might just awkwardly pursue it anyway. You know, like mm-hmm. and so I don't think necessarily trying to get rid of awkwardness is something to strive for because I'm an eight and I have moments of nervousness about um, approaching someone or. It's it's just there, but I'm I'm gonna go do it anyway. So uh, I think you can still uh, you don't want to just throw your hands up in the air and give up if you feel awkward. It's it's kind of like getting your head in the game or just you know throwing your hat in the ring and and just going for it anyway. And I think you can get rid of awkwardness through action. Just do it. That's great, actually. Yeah, like with a blind spot, we give up really easily. Like mm-hmm. we are not prone to give up on our dominant instinct. And like, let's say you're awkward and social or something, or if it's that's your dominant or whatever. Uh, like, you know, we might lean into the awkwardness of our social instinct to be kind of like a charming, quirky or endearing kind of element. But then it's sort of like we're awkward in our sexual instinct. And it's like, oh, I got to just, oh, I can't even do that. I feel ashamed and humiliated. Yeah. And so what I'm speaking to is like, don't give up. Uh, just keep going and like allow that to be actually part of your flavor. Yeah. Sixes, especially sixes use awkwardness as sort of a sexual display. Like that's a real thing. If there's a Mm -hmm. vulnerability in the awkwardness of sixes because they put it on display and it lowers people's guards down. I know, I know that's a big part of uh, OD's game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I use that. I use that a lot is like when I'm flirting with guys, I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking awkward. Sorry. Like, oh, no, it's cute. And I'm like, great, because it's fucking weird. But the vulnerability, you know, it's like putting some of your vulnerability out there is also that lack of control, you know, that's like inviting yeah. that sexual soft spot. I would say to Sarah, are you into me? And <laughs> and and I want to see it somehow. Not not like not like physically doing something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I want to, I want to feel that coming off of you, Sarah. You know what I mean? Like what's yeah. like, give me something, give me some juice. That's show great. Me some... Yeah. That like show, like show somehow, like, yeah, that that's a big thing that like, uh, I feel like sexual blinds can be either really subtle or really overt and they don't mm-hmm. quite know how to like, just put it like a, a lot of the sexual instinct is about creating tension. You know, it's about polarity. It's about like, like uh, when there's tension, interpersonal tension, you want to resolve it by either uh, falling apart and repelling or coming together and attracting. And so, you know, like masculine and feminine is one such polarity that's commonly used, um, but all kinds of different tension. And so part of sexual blindness is feeling tension, wanting to dispel it very quickly or like smooth it out. And so, uh, you know, a little bit of tension of just I'm putting a little something out there kind of make it a little bit charged, the atmosphere a little bit charged, that's very sexy and attractive. Yeah, it can be kind of your, like, hook. Like, um, it's a great time for Brian to walk in. No, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to talk about all my sexual experiences, so. (laughs) All the positions you like. (laughs) I've only ever had sex with you. You're correct, yeah. (laughs) 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 No, but what I was going to say, you should definitely leave that in is um <laughs> uh you can use that as a hook so like if you're awkward and you don't really know how to like dispel it you can be like oh i'm an awkward little little girl like baby doll kind of style like and it can be like if a dominant guy is into you they can be really into you then because that's really hot and they'll be like it's okay i'll take charge let's fuck yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if yeah. you actually say the the question that or the you know the thing that you're asking is about like what do I like I feel awkward but I just know that I'm into you like that's mm-hmm. that's you know it it's just being honest like being vulnerable vulnerable about where you're at and saying that I think it's going to turn a lot of people on so and it's a just, universal experience yeah yeah I mean, I don't know how many times sexual dominant people have made me cringe, but I'm on a podcast with you three, and it's like every five minutes. So take it back. I will not. No, I mean part of part of being sexual uh, dominant is like just willing to humiliate yourself and just keep going. Yeah, that's why I could never date a sexual dominant because I was just constant cringing. And as a three, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I mean, all all three all. I've seen me in action and oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's with, shameless. And with, it uh, is with, you know, who in a corner with her face covered. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering why she's married to you. <laughs> Hi, I um, have a question for the podcast uh, relating to relationships. And um, my question is surrounding jealousy. Um, I guess there's been a lot of discussion about attraction and relationships and love and sex lately. Um, and I guess my, I'm curious about how the different types maybe experience jealousy or um, if it's more, as I suspect, related to instinct stacking um, and then just kind of uh, experience through the type based on your instinct stacking. So I wondered if you guys have had any experience with jealous lovers or being jealous yourself in relationships um, because even in healthy relationships built on trust it's an issue that can bubble up from time to time Um, and then of course there's all this surrounding cuckolding and people being turned on by jealousy and then some people are very turned off by jealousy so I just thought it might be an interesting topic to explore um, surrounding the Enneagram. Uh, so thank you. And I also just want to say that if it was not for this particular podcast, I probably would have lost interest in the Enneagram a long time ago. So keep doing what you're doing and um, have a good day. Oh, and uh, more David Gray mouth noises as much as possible. Thanks. Bye. So she wants to know about jealousy and if it has to do with instincts or type thing. Um, I feel like that's like a really universal thing. And I feel like, uh, um, mm. well, as a sexual type, because I've been with, you know, sexual blinds who were pretty sensitive to, to jealousy. Uh, I think everyone's frame, each of the instincts is framing it differently. But as a sexual type, I think, uh, what I'm jealous of might be different or the reason I might feel jealousy uh, might be different. And for me, it's the sense that I'm seeing my partner being intrigued or wanting, like being sexually hooked by, you know, like someone else is getting a rise out of her. Mm. I can, it's like my ability to sense arousal in other people. I mean, that's sort of the sexual instinct thing is that you're really attuned to the degrees of um, arousal in yourself and in others. And so if I've been seeing someone for a while, like if I can actually notice and see that um, maybe a guy walks into the room and she is uh, charged up by that person's presence, that's going to fuck with me, you know, or maybe she's like really paying attention to this guy that I know that I I know that she has a physical reaction to uh, that's going to fuck with me. And if she's spending time with some guy and I don't actually can't read the attraction, I can't read any heat coming off of her towards that person then i probably wouldn't i wouldn't feel jealous but when i actually can feel that um, my partner is sexually interested in someone else that's when it that's when it starts to fuck with me so i'm guessing that like you don't feel like hollywood type jealousy where you like think something might be going on and you can kind of get in your head about it kind of thing I mean, in my mind, I know that that your partner could at any point because I'm a hoe. I <laughs> at, any, <laughs> I'm, at any point, sex could happen, right? And mm-hmm. and it feels that way. Like you, you, it could turn. Like you could get turned on. Like if she's at a after work thing or whatever, 
next thing you know, like in my mind, I think that that's possible. So mm -hmm. the potential that my partner would cheat on me is, uh, it's very possible. Like that could happen. But I think what really hurts is like, okay, let's say she wanted to have sex with someone else or she did. The thought of that doesn't hurt as much as knowing that someone else is more interesting to her than me. Mm -hmm. That I mean, you could fuck somebody else, but it's like, who did you fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to know. It's like, what's what, you know, like how it's not necessarily the sex. How into like, it were you? Yeah, like how into that person were you? Like I could fuck yeah. someone else and it, it wouldn't mean anything to me because I'm like really attracted and into this my partner. But if you fuck somebody else and it was and this is the person that you actually prefer to be with, then that that's what would fuck with me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm gonna be jealous regardless if my partner had sex with someone else, but I'm just saying like it doesn't really hit the spot until it gets into that zone of <laughs> it doesn't hit the back walls. Yes, it does not hit the jealousy back walls unless it's, uh, you know, she's actually more interested in that other person. I have never really related to jealousy all that much um, because I don't really worry about my partner fucking someone else. Like, I don't really care because I've always, like, been fine with open relationships. It just doesn't bother me. But I think what would get me is, like, if they had an emotional connection with someone like I think Ooh. so one thing that does kind of get under my skin is like if Brian is spending a lot of time with other people not that I think he's going to fuck them it's just like but I want your time like that's the kind of jealousy that I get it's like no but me like <laughs> not that I'm afraid right. he's going to do something it's more of just like a and I think it's always been that way like I've never felt like oh my god he fucked someone else I'm always like no hmm. <laughs> hmm. Are you guys sort of open or no? We were at the beginning um, a little bit more just because of like my work at the time I was doing, you know, sex work. So we had to be, um, okay. but now we're exclusive, but I mean, it wasn't hard at the beginning on either of us. So. I pull you back away into. No, I think <laughs> oh, okay. he might not like if I knew the guy. <laughs> it would be kind of like how you don't like how when he's hanging out with somebody else. Well, when he's giving his time to someone else, yeah. 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 Mm. Be similar. I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, well, you <laughs> might have to talk to him on that one. <laughs> Ryan, and I need to talk, talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> nine and nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, such John... a creepy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty jealous all around. Yeah. What were you going to say about that? Well, yeah, I'll say um, it's hard sometimes for me to summarize. Like, I'm je I'm jealous of past partners. I'm jealous of the idea, like, sort of what Emma was speaking to is like, like even the, the knowing like my partner, like, and it's just totally nonsense. I know, and I know it's like total bullshit, but I can't help feeling the way I feel. But I have a very visual, very clear imagination, and so like imagining my partner with their past partners or. I actually, I'm pretty open in terms of people, uh, my partner hanging out with other people. And um, I like, because I really think it's super fucking important for uh, a couple to have like, not just, not independent social lives, but like active social lives that sometimes cross and sometimes are their own thing. So like, you know, friendships like are totally cool, but I can sense pretty quickly if there's like a, a thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm not into open stuff at all. And uh, I've had partners try to introduce that and it didn't go well and um yeah I'm, i mean i'd say like like in a in a certain way like i'm possessive you know uh -huh. and um i need the attention and juice to be on me and and you know and reciprocate that and uh like i just i want my partner and i to be really into each other and yeah like i i've had partners in the past sort of not quite like full-on cheat but like kind of like go past uh boundaries and with other people and and it just like deeply wounded me like just shattered something uh really intensely so you know i don't know how much of that is specifically for how much is specifically sexual how much that's me but i know that naranjo called sexual for competition and most idiots uh, interpret competition to mean like 
I care about business or I like to be good, the best of things. And, you know, he's talking about a sexual competition. Yeah. You know, yeah, people will, will certainly turn sexual four into a moody three or something. Um, <laughs> don't give but, a fuck about businesses. Yeah. Yes. Don't give a fuck. But ever. But yeah, there's there's a lot of wanting to, I mean, and I think a lot of people relate to this, but uh, I think sexual four puts a lot more uh, action behind it. But it's like, I want to be the the one that you've uh, loved the most and who's made you the come the hardest. And I want you to only think, you know, only think about me and be the most enemy. And I've got all these different facets and like, I'm not the, uh, going to provide you with a lifestyle and money guy because, uh, the handicap of my type or whatever. And plus but, that's boring. <laughs> plus that's boring. But yeah. Like, I, like I have all these sort of, uh, these things that I think are, it's like, I can't get out the loop of what I sort of think would be enticing because they're also sort of just i can't like adapt myself to be a different way so i just enhance certain things about myself but yeah anyway jealousy is like i'm actually a pretty big problem for me that i have to work through a lot and do a lot of do a lot of inner like work and talking about and sort of just getting emotionally through it's a big issue for me so i mean so i guess for sexual types it's it's gonna be a big issue because the oh my god zone is in the the attraction zone so i mean you, that's a seems to be a given because what i've noticed with sexual blinds is that the leeway for how much they're willing to play in that zone or just be flippant about it you know all that's you know the part of the question was talking about like cuckolding and, and shit like that those sent or just like sex parties not to say that people that that have sex or sexual instinct in their stacking don't engage in those activities but they seem to be uh, a phenomenon that was created out of like a sexual blind mm-hmm. perspective where like the only way you'd be like getting off of cuckolding is if that shit was compartmentalized <laughs> like I, was, I mean i think like sex parties and that kind of stuff is like social mayhem yeah. yeah. Like if you've oh, ever yeah. been to totally. one, it's yeah. like it, there are rules that you don't know exist, and like it just it's yeah. it's social. It's social to the max. <laughs> I went to a sex party once, and like I was nervous as fuck or whatever, but quickly it was like, oh, this is really weird because it was like a super social atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like some eyes wide shut kind of shit, and it was like it was in New York, and this like kind of big enormous lofty thing and oh, that uh fun. yeah it was okay it was i mean it was fascinating it was like a mm-hmm. zoological uh observation but <laughs> it was like there was like a dance floor and there was like some bjs and stuff and um there was like an outdoor area it was very cold there was like some tents people could bang in and then there was like a banging room and it was like full of <laughs> plastic covered mattresses Ooh. and it was like weird oh, that's it was, not the vibe no it was super that's new york because it was like everybody was super close together but like still very much in their own compartmentalized atmosphere mm. and like i remember the atmosphere the feeling the atmosphere being like this feels incredibly social yeah it uh, is it was weird that's not what i expected <laughs> i always really enjoyed um the ones that weren't so like actually sex focused like people go somewhere else to fuck but they go there to like get turned on see that would be much sexier like i didn't yeah. i didn't participate i just was like observing and you know it was like my yeah. first and only sex party but it was like uh, i was like all right well this is a novel experience I cannot, <laughs> yeah i'm never gonna do this have. again but was it but, mostly ugly people there and yeah it was or... <laughs> surprisingly unattractive <laughs> i was like <laughs> I, was, I was ready for some like like Oh God, I'm gonna be humiliated and you know, like no, all no. these gorgeous people. And I was like, no, it's no. really less than average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, most of the most of the ones I've been to are like sugar babies with their sugar daddies or, you know, kink play, that kind of stuff. And most of those people aren't pretty to look at. <laughs> I've I've heard of parties where they have like uh like sort of like a selection process, like yes. hot hot people. Mm-hmm. Sex parties, I think people pay pretty good money to go to those. I, I could see why. Imagine that. You walk into a room and just like hot people everywhere fucking. <laughs> there's, there, there's some of the uh, friends of mine, stripper friends of mine who uh, like, they, they, it's called Sanctum 
And it's uh, like men, women are like, I don't know the selection process for women, but I used to think usually a lot of them are like sex workers of some kind or strippers or something. But then the men pay like thousands of dollars to get in. Yeah, and that makes so sense. It's like the atmosphere is like, apparently it's, you know, very like exclusive, exclusive. and high class. And so people are generally, at least like the women are very good looking. You know, it's sort of like if you pay enough to get that that much to get in, you're almost guaranteed to like have sex with somebody or something. And yeah. they have like actual sexually explicit performances and things like that. See, now that's a good that's a good <laughs> that's a good way to spend your money. That's a, yeah, that's a good vibe right there. <laughs> like, I would love to be those sex workers. I bet that's so fun. I bet you make so much money. I think you make yeah. pretty good money. Oh my god! Like the exclu- the exclusive clubs. Holy shit! Yeah, that would be nice. But yeah, it seems like the jealousy question is, uh, it just seems very person specific because you can't really see, I mean, I guess generally with sexual types, the sensitivity to that's going to be high, but it's not to say that I haven't seen people that have sexual and they're stacking or like sexual nines that are doing polyamory type shit. Um, you know, that is probably that whole concept was designed or come up with by a nine with sexual. So, um, it seems like it just depends on the person. Um, and of course, sexual blinds are less sensitive to it. And um, not to say that sexual blinds are less jealous, because there are plenty of really jealous sexual, sexual, sexual. <laughs> I don't know if there's any type uh, perspective that's going to be consistently not jealous or less sensitive to jealousy. Yeah, I'm pretty similar to what John said for the most part in a lot of ways. You know, I picture the person, you know, doing something with somebody else and that's hurtful and, you know, all of that kind of shit. You know, it it gets visual for me. And yeah. as people probably know, uh, I want the person to be crazy about me, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just the worst, uh, the worst thing you could do, really, in a way. You know- I wonder if there's an assertive type thing could be um, because Mm -hmm. because as an assertive type, there's a certain level of what's the word sociopathy, maybe (laughs) where I just it's hard for me to um, I mean, I, I feel jealous like any, you know, like anybody else, but it's there's a certain level of detachment that I have. Like I on some level, I I have to accept that them fucking someone else because i mean that's what people do every day it's sort of it's sort of like being comfortable with the assertive aggressive animal part of everybody and everything maybe yeah like i mean right because i know that i can fuck somebody in an instant so mm-hmm. like how how would i like i i know that if the right conditions were there with the right person i know that there's hardly any human who can turn that down um so even if my partner came to me and said listen i i was in a situation i I had a little too much to drink and there's this hot guy and i fucked him it would hurt but it's like i don't know if that would really destroy me Mm. because it's not it's not really the spot but because Mm -hmm. i know that it it can happen like i'm not to say that Mm. i would do that but i know that there's a part of me that could easily just fuck (laughs) and not have it mean anything yeah that's that's a good point Emika. because i like if if brian like came to me and said that like that would obviously fucking hurt but like i don't think i could do the same to him and him come out the other side well so that's another piece for me is i need to have total freedom to do whatever the hell i want sexually (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> David, we're yeah, never okay. gonna work out. I hope you okay. know that. Like, <laughs> he's like super, <laughs> super sensitive, and she looks at somebody else, and David's over here having threesomes. Is like, yeah, yeah. I don't it. know what just, you're fucking talking about, babe. Just, just, just this the way it's be. Healthy relationship, to- babe. Total double standard. Total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we would never work out, hon. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm still gonna keep working it. Okay. I I think I could work out in a somewhat open thing, not like uh, we're actively looking out for other partners, but I sure. do like the um uh, the the a slight freedom that if let's say her dream crush is some celebrity, Jason Momoa, and she ended up in a bar with Jason Momoa and 
he wants to fuck, like I give my blessing. You fuck. Yeah. Jason. I mean, well, so there is, I do have a list. I have a list. <laughs> you get that Jason Momoa dick. I will not judge that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that's that's not me. I'm yeah, I can't yeah, I can't I relate gotta to that fuck better than Jason Momoa. Fun. You know nope. what I mean? Like, like No, I'm not you're not Jason Momoa. <laughs> that's like fuck that's off. like that's my thing. No, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not rational. No, nope, I'm it's realistic. Not, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I'm realistic. I know there, there there has to be the way better dudes at fucking. Like regardless of however good that I think I am or I am, there's <laughs> someone who can do it better and and if she has you know if she meets some hot dude that uh she's into and i meet some hot girl that i'm into it doesn't mean anything to me and i'm not trying to get into a relationship with that person like for a one night stand or whatever like that's 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 okay it's like yeah. my mental brain understands like this shit but my or my my <laughs> emotional brain doesn't so like like uh yeah just it's i like i i don't know i'm it's crazy. Like it's always, it's always been a problem for me. Like, I know it's not um, fair or normal or whatever, but I've always had this like intense thing where it's gotta be on me. And like, I feel like, you know, if, if it is, I reciprocate, you know, and then, but if I feel like that's been violated, like I might attribute it to my Capricorn moon from the point of view (laughs) of uh, like, I feel like my roots go really deep with somebody. And then when I feel like they're not taking it, they don't take it, seriously the way i do suddenly it's like it's like a severing you know yeah you're done well, I, I also can't imagine a woman like loving me and really admiring me like not admiring like oh it's so great but just like you know like you want your partner to have a certain kind of admiration for you like it's like my brain cannot compute a partner loving and admiring me unless i'm the best it's like fuck they've ever had you know like i <laughs> yeah and the and the body and everything all the parts of the body like all that stuff like and it's just it's it's not rational but it's like it's it's just somehow in my thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's yeah, a little I guess, crazy yeah i yeah. i guess for me it's uh the sex act is like I, I can recognize that you can enjoy fucking someone else and it's great but you can also have different sex with someone else yeah and mm-hmm. um like there's no way that the sex that someone's having with me, it could be the best sex that they ever had. Like, they, but they could also have a great experience that's different with someone else. And, um, like, yeah, I, I guess part of it is for me is the freedom of having that option open. Like, I would yeah. like to be monogamous, but I would also like the freedom that if the moment struck, um, that I could just have a meaningless fuck with someone else, and that my partner could do the same. Yeah. So, if anyone's <laughs> out there that feels that way about relationships, hit up Emika. Hit up Emika. <laughs> Next be love monogamous, line. non-monogamous. Yeah, just you could have a meaningless fuck every now and then. That that's you've got to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's a contract you can draw up. It'll be fun. <laughs> Leave yeah. your phone number on the love line. What's Find weird me. too in this is like I'm very confident in in like my my sexual whatever mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like I'm always like if a, like you know I have a breakup or something like oh they're not gonna have as good as whatever. Like it's like I'm very confident in that dimension so it's not like it but it's i like i don't understand myself in this area you know what i mean it's like i don't like i wish i had your attitude emika like <laughs> i'm like i'm good like it's like she's i know she's having good sex with me but she can go and have bad sex with that dude <laughs> i guess i guess i have like a whole thing about like i don't know it's like i i know cognitively but emotionally like i don't know where love comes from sometimes you know okay Maybe it's a thing where you're like, maybe something could spark with that person. I just you know? feel like, yeah, I, f- I feel like everybody, anybody who loves me, their love for me is tenuous. You okay. know? And I feel like uh, mm. they're going, like, the, the, yeah, it just, it's just like conviction that like love is very scarce. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. I, I think for me, there's a certain level of the autonomy of eight where it's like, I want to be loved, but there's a sense that I need, some separation at all times <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like even like the idea of i'm really uncomfortable with the idea of living together with a partner i've never done it um and maybe this idea of hey you can always like possibility of fucking having a random fuck with someone is a good way to sort of yeah you love me but it's like there's some like exit door here that's available because it's kind of mirrors the cynicism i have about the whole thing 
where it's like <laughs> you, you can't be like totally into me and completely devoted that's a little uncomfortable <laughs> so what i'm learning here is that boys are just as ridiculous as girls yeah absolutely absolutely, yeah. absolutely. so i don't want to hear sure. any men over here saying that women are complicated all right oh no you're not you're gonna hear that from us <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a messy bitch. <laughs> I make it to the max. Yeah, I don't I don't hide it. I don't, I don't pretend. You know, it's part of the package. Is like you know, you get with a sexual floor, you're gonna get messy and complicated and like a whole thing, but it's gonna be a good experience. It's gonna be you're gonna go through something. <laughs> All right, we need to meet. Me move on to yeah. the next one. Yeah, this one is uh called. Uh, it's a D David Gray mail order question. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> wow. So let me let me hit play here. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, um I'm calling with a that's a question for the love line. I'm wondering if David had to mail order a woman to share a desert island with, maybe even a kind of nice desert island with food so she doesn't have to be survivalist so much but um there's no one else they have they have to they have to work together forever which type would he choose of the 130 or 60 or whatever it is type uh wing variant. And maybe even uh, a level of self-development in your work, uh, self-awareness. <laughs> let me get let me get part two. <laughs> let oh me get God. part two. Oh my God! <laughs> David was not pre- prepared for this. Uh, hold on, let me get part two. Oh, I think shit. it's like it's like twenty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, just a little add-on to the question about. David, a mail order companion. I was also wanting to know why. Um, which type and why? Who is this woman? <laughs> she wants to know if you want to go on a desert island with yep. her. <laughs> yeah, she, I'm pretty sure, has fantasies about you, David. <laughs> this is Not the best one we've got yet. This is great. Yeah, this, this is, is pretty so great. Good. This is what we're looking for. <laughs> More of this, people. David, you and this got the is, floor. This is, yeah, this is where the nine goes blank when the target's <laughs> on them. Mm-hmm. So good luck. Um, so a specific type down to all the details. On Well, I already know the answer to this based on what, what David Nancy. goes crazy for. <laughs> <laughs> so... <clears throat> Suppress social three, three, six, nine. Three, three and four, three, six, nine. Short, dark hair. Nice ass. <laughs> oh, see, see, now you're putting the moves on me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't want you to be attracted to me. I just said it would okay. never work. Uh, well, I, I don't care about so. the working. We're just mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. momentary moments in the night. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, the one that's been um, super hot for me at least a couple of times. It's hard to review my history here. Um, yeah, so many. Um, <clears throat> the one that's been super hot sexually, and that's probably the only thing that matters to me on a desert island when there's plenty of food, is um, self-pres sexual six with a seven. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, either a one or an eight fix. So they're fucking really feisty. And there's a, a lot of tension. And I probably hate them. You know, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, only resolvable through sex. You tr- only you resolvable through angry sex. sex. Angry, angry sex. Angry sex. Where, yep. yeah, I just want to destroy them. Um, what else? I think no type uh, is is more maddening than a than a six to seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I love my six to sevens, but come on. Yeah. <clears throat> well. And there's a certain kind of tension, I guess, when you're a nine relative to a six, because it's like, shut the fuck up, man. Just calm down. 
Right. It's not just it's not just six and nine. It's it's six and everyone else. That's, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's saying um, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So heart fix. Um. Hmm. That's a good question. I think I'd go with anyone. I don't really care about hearts. You know. So. I <laughs> know. Um, <clears throat> no, there's something to be said for any of the the two that were the most intense were with a four fix and the other was with a three fix. So I'd probably pick those because two's a little bit too nice. And that that kind of mutes the hate that I'm going for, the sexual tension hate. Um what else? What are my other things I need to list? Levels of development. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Level one. <laughs> Yeah, level 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 one. Not one on level seven, so they're like fucking insane, (laughs) mentally ill. That's it. The hatred is someone who's just a ball of play doh that he can just mold into whatever he wants. Well, no, no, no. It's got to no, be. You uh, can't mold a six. Like no, you can't. No, they'll go opposite of everything you want. Oh yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, level one would ruin everything. Um, (laughs) Because then that would mean the problem's no longer there. um, And there needs to be a big problem. Um, (laughs) um, Shit. What was the second part of her question? What was the second part of her question? Uh, I think I remember it. But yeah, so I'd say final answer, level five, six, or seven on the health level. So. why well mm. i think i've been saying why yeah. yep, yep. <laughs> it's all sexual um just sexual tension se- sexual friction. tension friction yeah just please don't say uh, friction about a desert island and sex <clears throat> okay just, yeah. no no sand in the crotch yeah, yeah. no uh, <laughs> what else on the why um i mean <clears throat> conversely because I am ultimately such a sweet nine. Um, <laughs> there is a a thing that I do, which is to kind of just envelop them in the nine yummy cream, right? <laughs> right. Not that cream, but the other, the energetic cream. Uh, cream that is kind of like to finally get them to just stop all of that six shit right and all of that scratchy you know all just all the verbal stuff just you know stop talking and just kind of bring them into their bodies you know and uh so i can do the um affection piece you know which is probably not very interesting but it's there i think that covers that question great yeah. great question yeah. Yeah, very question. good question. Whoever <laughs> sent that in, that's that's exactly what we're looking for. These More have all been good. That. These have been interesting. And, and whoever sent that in, I hope you're that type. And give him a call. <laughs> Even if you're not that type, give him a call. Yes, Pretend still give to be him a call. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me move on to the next one. Uh, this is the last one. It's I labeled it breakup. Hmm. So let's see here. Um, okay, this is my question for the podcast Love Line. Uh, it's not personal, but I am curious to know what you guys think are the most and least triggering ways to break up with each type. Have a good day or night, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> triggering. That's most a long list to go through. Mm-hmm, most. Is. And least way to break up triggering. with each or most and least triggering way to break up with each type. Man, I that's don't a, even know how that's to. That's a whole podcast. That man. is a whole podcast. <laughs> maybe we should do like, maybe we should save that for like its own show. Maybe we could uh, just do the most and least ways that we've been broken up with each of us. So we can hit that real quick. <laughs> My brain immediately was like, I don't remember any time I've been broken up with. Of course, same fucking three. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves me. I've never been broken up with. Uh, Okay, my worst breakup happened. It wasn't like a full-on thing, but we were flirting with getting back together. And I got, she texted me saying that she was dating someone else. And I was really mad about that. (laughs) That was, that's probably the most triggering way that I've been broken up with. And then 
Yeah. Let me the, ask you though about that. About that though, you you get mad, but do you ever get to the vulnerability part? What do you mean? <laughs> what? what? What is vulnerability? Well, I mean, I think the the thing that was going on with that that one was that um, we'd been seeing each other like maybe once every week and a half or once every week, and um, so like I'd seen her like maybe a week before. So I think it wasn't necessarily that she'd moved on to someone else. It was more that you were going to send this to me over text. Like the, our dynamic wasn't that. Mm -hmm. And, and like, she could have easily, and she started backtracking to try to like meet me at dinner to just hang out. And I guess realizing that she would have been really upset if I would have sent her a text like that. Um, it wasn't like a, yeah, it wasn't like a full on thing, but it was like the audacity that you would send this to me over text. That's, I've never had that happen to me before. And I've heard of people having that happen to them. And I was just like, you know me too well. Like this has been going on for over a year. You like, you, you did this on purpose to try to fuck with me. And so that was like, that's why it was upsetting. It wasn't because that's, yeah, I think she knew that it, it would be upsetting to me. That's why she did it. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. A text message breakup sounds like, I mean, I've never experienced it. But it sounds like one of the worst ways to get broken up with. It, like, it wasn't even, it was not even, I'm breaking up with you. It was more yeah. like, it was more like, uh, I'm dating someone else. And I said, I, and then I didn't speak to her again. <laughs> In true ape fashion. That was it. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, wait, what were you asking about vulnerability? <laughs> yeah. What well, I guess it wasn't, it sounds like it wasn't the kind of, partly what you're saying is it wasn't the, kind of relationship where you'd be hurt necessarily well we'd already broken up uh and so you know that thing where you get back together and it's like you might get back together like get back into a full-on relationship and uh so we've been seeing each other for like six more months after we've been broken up so it's like okay uh this could go that way and because i mean at that, that point there's a certain level of you know each other well you know what each other are like so who the fuck like who the fuck does that? You know, so uh, who like I don't. That's not the way I do things. Um, that's I didn't, I didn't think that was the way she did things. So it was more like I think she was doing that because she was trying to um, she was trying to fuck with me in that kind of way, or she was pissed off about something, and so she was trying to throw this in my face that in that way. Because I mean, she could have just ghosted me. She could have just not said anything and just went and dated her new guy but she needed to text me to say i'm dating someone and i was like cool <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you forever <laughs> what's anyway. the least triggering way for you what's the best breakup the best breakup um the best breakup is just don't like ghost me but just keep coming up with excuses to not meet up i'm i'm not clinging as soon as I get even a hint that someone doesn't want to continue, it's like I have moved into detach mode. So, I mean, that's kind of what I expect. And I don't want to talk about it. I don't, yeah, I don't want to have a conversation about it. I don't want to, I just want that person to move on, basically. So don't you, don't, you, you don't want them to be like brutally honest? Because I would have expected that. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Like, okay. I, can, I can sense that you've moved on. I mean, I, you know, I've heard people, I, it's also okay if, if someone said, Hey, I'm don't want to see you anymore, or I'm not interested, but there's a part of me that prefers it not to be said, because there's something about, if I hear you say that, mm. then the possibility of me even looking at you in an attract in, in a sort of like, maybe we do something again, it's gone. Mm. But if you just sort of drift away then I can sort of maintain, I can look back on it fondly without like having to completely sever you and sever you in my mind or, you know, so like, I just prefer the best breakup is I sense that you're moving on and you just fucking move on. You don't say anything to me. Um, and I get it. You know, that's, right. that's good to know. Different. Yeah. I mean, I'll hit you up. And if you, if you're just like, give me the cold shoulder, I get it. It's like, it's done. All right, cool. So, man, uh, so, uh, let's get back to the humans. <laughs> yeah, back to humans. So, like, uh, yeah, I, my, I dated a self pressed sexual for with a five wing, five, nine, four, tri, or, yeah, 
495 tri-type and um it was like the breakups were never just they were never like clean cut and neither of us could uh cut it off from the other and so it was like a couple years of breaking up getting back together breaking up getting back together one time she i don't even i don't remember all the details or anything but i just remember like really abruptly like doing these withdrawal thing and um I she just, did or you did she did mm-hmm. and and then she would get, like reach out and get back together so it was like after a period it was like never clear if a breakup was a breakup you know mm-hmm. and it just i don't know just it just made me insane wait who would initiate she would initiate the breakup and she would she have would. A, she would have a talk with you and say i'm breaking up with you what, how would that go uh, I, 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 I'm having trouble remembering actually, but it was also vague. So it's like, it didn't stick in my memory that well of what actually went down because it was like, wait, this is what's going on now. Yeah. And so it was sort of like, like I could sense her, uh, like hatefulness, you know, like she just like get pissy and frustrated and whatever. Um, but I wouldn't really understand what was going on. And she wouldn't let me in on like her, her feelings or her process. And then she would still we'd still be like connected in certain ways. So like the first one, I remember we like, we lived together for a while and then she moved out and then I got a roommate and then I moved out of that place. And then like our fucking landlady or whatever, like tried to sue us or some shit like this. What? <laughs> yeah. It was, she was a type one. It was like totally insane. Okay. And I like, I like, did all this like you know we were like oh fuck and so i did all this like research or we didn't we treated the apartment just fine like it wasn't like we were shitting shitty in the apartment or anything and so i I did all this like research and like came back at her with this whole like you know fuck off like you're you're just trying to intimidate us you know give us our deposit back and all this stuff and that like like got us communicating again and she liked the way I handled it and so then she started reaching out to me again you know and it was got this whole thing and I don't know it was crazy but it was it was really just fucked with me because there was no uh there, there was I guess like as a reactive type like I needed a little bit of that like where do you actually stand kind of thing yeah mm. well it seems to me from what I can see or based on my experience with some of you crazy ass fours is that y'all are messy man y'all are really messy, <laughs> messy. The ter- in terms of uh it's like wanting a problem, you know, just needing things to be fucked up. But you think, oh, this this person's frustrated and hating this hating this relationship dynamic. But they'll just, you know, go back to it because it's like being okay with fucked upness and like being upset and being frustrated. Like being happy in a relationship is not necessarily um, doesn't seem like that is the ideal situation. Like having some undercurrent of a problem is okay. yeah i mean happy happy is the aim but it's like yeah an undercurrent of a problem is not a problem yes there you go yeah what is so that's that was your worst breakup what about what was your best you haven't had a best (laughs) yeah yeah i don't even know what that means the best breakup i mean i guess let's see there were like earlier like sort of not very serious relationships that were like that were easier to there wasn't much investment you know so it was sort of simple by you david i think i've usually been the one that breaks up you've never been broken up with let me see what about the seven who was flirting flirting all over the place did she break up with you that one just kind of faded that was late high school but you know she went off to school somewhere i mean i think there's probably not a lot of breakups because it's often just a lot of fading outs Mm -hmm. you know just like Nonverbal drift happens <laughs> from you from you <laughs> uh, yeah from me from me and saying it like it's something that's just happening <laughs> yeah it's just happening it's not it doesn't it's... involve me at all i don't exist I, i'm not here. dead for 50 years it's like, yeah it's, it's like fading <laughs> is happening while <laughs> David is refusing to communicate for weeks. F- fading is happening on this call right now. Yeah, really? We lost him 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Are you guys here? Um, <laughs> it's usually that. It's usually, I mean, my long-term relationships, I've, I usually go about three years at the most. I think I've had about maybe like half a dozen of those, maybe something like that. And it's usually a sexual boredom thing for me, like Mm -hmm. just the the 
the interest, the juiciness, the tension leaves on the sex part. And so I'm just kind of like, I, you know, that, that makes, yeah. Why am I still here? Um, and, uh, I feel that, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then, <clears throat> I mean, that in itself is a pretty acute, you know, fade out right there. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the actual, like the life force of the thing is no longer there. Right. And so, right. yeah. So it just kind of drifts and where he's trying to say is that he just kind of drifts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, but I guess what I'm, the reason I'm giving them some drift is that I don't recall like them coming. I don't remember times of them, you know, coming back to me and saying, well, are we broken up or what's happening? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I cast out a cloud that, you know, does makes it all split apart or dissipate somehow. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. This is like nines just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nines making, just nining. Making sure that a bad breakup doesn't happen. It's just like it dissipates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it just goes. It just, <laughs> it just drain, drains out. What about, what yeah. about you, Nancy? Mm, uh, I think. Bad the, breakup. <laughs> yeah. Don't embarrass me. Like, don't mm. make me look like a fucking idiot because, mm. god damn it, there are some boys mm-hmm. who are not men. They are boys. Who <laughs> they, like, I, I really enjoy giving in a relationship. Like, I enjoy, like, giving, like, baking cookies. Like, I enjoy doing that part. And I will only do it in a relationship. I don't do it for my friends. <laughs> um Yes, still waiting on the cookies. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't yeah. do that for friends. I only do that for people who are mm. fucking me good. Um, <laughs> so I did it. So this guy, like, was never really clear about the breakup. And then, like, I kept doing things for him. And he, like, was just never very clear. And then later on, it was like, oh, no, we're broken up. And I was like, you fucking piece mm. of shit. Like, don't <sighs> make me do that. Like, be, I want you to be clear. Tell mm-hmm. me that you aren't into it and like mm-hmm. just grow a fucking pair. Both <laughs> women yeah. and men. Yeah. Uh so yeah, like they're like not telling me that it's over. I hate that shit. I hate it. So he was still hanging out with you, even though it, Yeah, it, um... like just just I, I would imagine he was nine. Just like nining out. Just like, oh yeah, this is fine. Like <laughs> oh yeah by the way i don't really like you anymore but like i have done that conversation before where i (laughs) did say that and it's uh but it's it's weird i think probably as a nine i assumed that the other person knew it and that was probably a way to (laughs) that was probably a way to soften it for myself right Mm -hmm. like i mean it's fine if you like want to tell me that we're breaking up like that's cool but don't like you know think that we're broken up but like keep accepting things for me you know like don't do that yeah yeah that's that's weird yeah it is it is weird but and it makes me feel dumb but yeah i've had plenty of guys who are just like no i'm not into it anymore and i'm like okay bye and we're still like fine we're still friends like i don't give a shit so that would be an example of your best breakups they're just direct and they say it and that's it yeah and generally i know when they're coming like those those kinds of guys like i can tell when they're about to break up with me so i'm like nah. how can you tell i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea i just know like and just in pretty much all of the people who are like okay i'm going to break up with you i like know like two weeks in advance hmm. so i have my like little sad moment all by myself and then when they actually break up with me i'm like yeah i know here's your key I guess it's just vibes then. Yeah, I don't really know what it is, but yeah. I've I've had multiple breakups where like I was on like one was on the phone because we were long distance, but he was like, Do you even like this anymore? And I was like, mm, not really. And we were both like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to break up. <laughs> yeah, I've had like three break breakups like that where we were just like Wow. Yeah. It's just do like you, do you even like this anymore? Yeah. I don't know if I even like that, but that's interesting. 
Well, it's because like it only <laughs> works because I know that that vibe is there already. So I'm like, yeah. no, I know you don't like it anymore. So just go, just go. That's just a weird thing to say. I guess I don't even. Do I even do anything that I don't like? I, that'd be a weird thing to hear from someone or to even say to someone. <laughs> Can you imagine me doing something? You can, like, realize, like, I'm not feeling this anymore, you know, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's so, like, whenever I get to that point, it's so... My mood, I get so irritated, so it's like, I don't have to say that. (laughs) You're gonna know it. (laughs) Interesting. All right, so that's the last one. Okay. Um, Thanks for the the heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Please... See, this is how we're going to act. This is the this, these were the first four, so now everybody can call in feeling safe and happy about it. I thought we were yeah. gonna blow through this, but this is actually uh, yeah, this good was, content. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to bed. All right. Okay. Night. All right. Good night. Good night, guys. <laughs> good night, y'all.